Elise Delucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and welcome to my apartment in Manhattan. Today is episode 24. We're talking about OCD. What happens when someone tells you you're a witch? <laughs> That's true. This is a true story. Um, if you want to get him to fall in love with you, I heard that you can tap into his hero instincts. And then self-sabotagers. We all know them. We're probably some of them. So sit back, relax, take a sip of your drink, have a bite of your mac and cheese, whatever, and talk to me. Elise. Fact of the day, the national animal of Scotland is a unicorn. I don't know why. Well, actually, the real reason why is apparently in the 15th century, they felt like the unicorn was a symbol of power and purity. But it's a fake mystical creature, Scotland. I don't get it. I don't have that many Scottish friends. I had a couple. They were friends of, of my ex-husband's, you know, who's from Wales. Um, I think they call them Scousers, right? Are you British? Are you listening? Scousers. Um, anyway, one though, one girl. Most of them were lovely. I, like I said, one girl, though. Oh, she was a persnickety little trollop she was. She was a nanny. She was a, she was a nanny on the Upper East Side, single girl, Scottish, single girl, older, like 15 years older than me. And when I was dating my ex-husband, she, oh my God, she, it was, I was like, it was like she wanted him or she was like jealous. I don't know. But she was an older woman, nanny, single, never been married, no kids. And she just hung out in bars and just sort of hung around with all these expats. And she would just, I don't know. She was so rude to me. I don't know what it was. She had a she was a persnickety little trollop. And you know, now that I'm older and I look back on that time, I think, what kind of person picks on a girl like 15 years younger than you? You misery is what I have to say to you. Anyway, but yeah, national animal is the unicorn. It's hilarious. Cute, kind of. So <clears throat> how was your week? Is it good? I hope I, I, I hope it's good. I'm still all hopped up about my Starbucks business from the other day. You know, the, the, these people that are, because they, they keep doing it. They're, they're, they're ordering thousands of coffees online like before everybody else. And, you know, I'm starting to think, I mean, I'm hoping that maybe it's for like the healthcare workers or something like that. But I shouldn't really get mad, you know, because <clears throat> I don't get Starbucks every day. I, I just get at all. I, I never, I actually don't drink coffee, but just in hilarious, hilarious. You know, what am I even saying? Of course I do. I, do, I drink it in the winter when, when there's dessert coffees available on the Starbucks menu. I'm a slothy slob who rolls out of bed and I let, stand online at a Starbucks to get a whipped cream, a, a, a cup of whipped cream with coffee in it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hopefully they're, they're just these, these crazy orderers doing it for the healthcare people. Um, one of my friends, James, sister, younger sister, Janine. Hi, Janine. She started a new Instagram account. I told her I was going to shout it out. It's cute. It's called Smocks Paper Scissors. Smocks Paper Scissors. It's, um, she's a mom. She has three kids. And uh, I think she lives out in Jersey now. And she has this cute Instagram. It's brand new. And she just um, posts all the crafts she does with her kids. And I think it's really cute, and I, I like all the things that you're posting on there, Janine. And um, I'm going to do them with my kids because it's nice to have ideas. And sometimes, by the by, when you go on Pinterest, it's like it's like you're in a sea of pins. I don't even know where to look. I don't know where to click. I click on something. I'm taken to a site. Ads pop up. The whole computer shuts down, and then I can't even and then I can't even get to the craft. And then when I do get to the craft, I'm already exhausted, so I don't even do it. So I probably will like using smocks, paper, scissors. Anyway, 
Um, yesterday, I spent my day doing like lots of chores, but one of the chores that I was doing was I was taking inventory in my pantry, and I was curious if you guys do that. <laughs> Like, I think I might be the only single girl in Manhattan that stands inside a pantry, or I should say in front of the cabinet, wherever you keep your food, and with a list and a pencil and takes inventory of things that I might run out of, are are out, things I need, things I might need. It's like I'm an Israeli drill sergeant taking careful note of everything I'm missing or missing out on. And it's like, I must have it. Which then leads me to the belief that I probably have a touch of OCD. And... And then I thought, well, don't we all, don't we all have a little OCD? So wait, wait, I have it in front of me. I was, um, so of, of course, you know, of course, now I'm in the rabbit hole of OCD. So I stop, I put the notebook down, I put the pencil down, I put my Goya bag of dried beans down and I'm like, nah, I think I don't need another bag of dried garbanzo beans. Let me look up OCD to self-diagnose because isn't that what every normal person does? So I printed out this OCD, uh, test or whatever. I, I don't. Even if you just, I think if you Google like OCD test or something quiz, that's how I came up with it. But, um, but it's, it's funny. I mean, like I, you, we can't do it together because it's like you have to answer each question from a scale of one to four, but some of the questions are, um, or some of the behaviors. And you know, if you have, I think a lot of them, obviously it's like, ding, 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 you have OCD, go see a shrink, which I already have one, but it's, um, but it. Because doesn't everybody in Manhattan have a shrink? We live like sardines in giant apartment buildings in the sky. Okay. So the, the, the things are like, I check things more than necessary. I get upset if objects aren't arranged properly. I collect things I don't need, like garbanzo beans. I avoid throwing things away because I'm afraid I might need them later. Janine with smocks, paper, scissors, if you went into my closet, you'd see a bag full of toilet paper, empty toilet paper rolls, because I think I'm going to save them making, like, toilet paper roll reindeer with my kids one time. This is probably on the scale of OCD, right? Anyway, it goes on and on and on. I don't have all this stuff, but, uh, like, there's things like, you know, do you wash your hands, like, longer and often than necessary? Do you do you do not touch something after somebody else touched it or certain people touched it? You know, like is it cursed or dirty, whatever. But I think we all have a little touch of OCD, especially now. I think now we all do. Like meaning now COVID time because everything is so out of control and out of our control it feels like. I feel like some of these little things like you can control like I need 12 dub soaps in my linen closet at all time. It's, it's completely irrational, but it's, you know, it's kind of true. Um, so, anywho, ding, ding, what was that? Oh, email, okay. So, men like to be heroes, right? Like, that's no surprise, no surprise. It's like, oh, wherefore art thou, Superman? I'm just a mere village peasant, and I need your saving. That, that I feel like that, that, that's what they like. I mean, I'm, this is, I am probably so not being PC, I apologize, you can't say anything though anymore. I mean, but the, listen, I've said this before. I, I, I am traditional woman. I mean, I, I don't even know kind of what that means this day and age. But I feel like I have traditional values and and sort of thing. But um, and I do think that no matter how evolved and how whatever, I think that at the end of the day, there are sort of these primal basic things that men and women um feel and do. That's not to say that they can't of those things can't evolve and can't they can't have extra things or less than whatever. But I think one of the main things is this idea of men wanting to be heroes. So I, um, I'm basically thinking that 
if you can find a way to tap into the guy's hero instinct, his Superman instinct, um, he'll be yours forever. Whether irrational or not, I think it could be true. Like, you know, if you if you if you kind of do like a little research on it, like there is stuff about that. You know, it's basically the idea is like this this hero instinct, this hero thing for guys. It's a it's like they they say it's like a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool that women could use to get a better relationship with the man, and also get him use it as a way to make him feel better about himself. So it's not like you're using it just to get things from him because that would be terrible. But you're also using it to feel better about himself. Like for example, say your guy's down and out with his job or. You know, I don't know, health whatever, health-wise. So, you know, if you ask him to do a little something for you or you're you're praising him in some sort of way, you know, like, oh, you're so good when you built that shed for us 10 years ago. I I can't believe it it weathered all these storms. You you really know what you're doing with some tools. I think they they like that, you know? (laughs) I'm not saying that you should go around like a damsel in distress, and I'm not saying that you that that all men are so so ridiculous like that you all if you just say Superman come hither I'm I'm desperately needing you that they, that, that that then all of a sudden they're in love and you're getting a ring but I do think that deep down a man feels like they 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 I feel like they primitively like they want to provide that what they want to protect and um and they want to feel like they're like they're needed like they could do jobs like uh, us girls we're so like obsessed with hearing things and getting things and all that where uh, i should say most girls but uh, but so many men like they don't do that like the way of their showing love is like by through actions these do it like doing a job doing a chore so um so it's like how do you how do you tap into that hero instinct that he has good question Good question. I so I talked to a few friends about it. They all agree. They all agree. Anytime they were dating men, now with like long term husbands, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But they were saying with because these girls are all single, never married. They were saying with um, guys that they've dated six months, three months, you know, two months, saying things like, "Oh, you know, this broke in my house. You know, do you mind coming over and fixing it?" Or when he does fix it. They are like if they would say, "Oh, I, you know, I really appreciate that so much. I didn't have to hire a handyman. I was able, you were able to come over and do it. That was just so great. You know, I baked you a little cookie. Like they love, like they, like they would tell me they love that. And then one of my girlfriends was just so genius, and she was like, "Bring what she what worked for her is she would bring up the things, little things that he did." Um, for her in front of his friends or his family not not in a gushy way just like in a like if uh, the if the family the, I said what do you mean she said you know like if I'm sitting around and we're at the family's house for dinner and then someone says oh what'd you guys do you know last weekend <clears throat> oh we went to the movies we had fun and oh you know Matt Matt fixed you know the Matt Matt fixed the thing in the sink and the drain and blah blah and he's so good at that like when the man hears that when Matt heard that she said his head popped off and I totally believe it and I think the other things on the hero complex, once I started, not complex, is that a Freudian slip? Or probably the hero instinct that I was reading about um, is that if, if you, if you just really like, if, if you, if, if you 
make him realize that he makes you happy. Say to him, honey, I just want to tell you, you make me so happy. He's just so good. You just, you're just so good. You make me happy. And not in a gushy way. I think very matter of fact. And I also think that if you support him in the things that he's interested in, like, I don't know, say he wants to go try some of that axe throwing classes or something, you know, that's like this new trend or whatever, at least here in the city. It's like, you know, and he comes home, oh, how's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. Oh, oh, how, what is it like throwing the axe? Oh, I bet you, you bet you're probably good at that. Like, wow, I, I think that that would be a really nice outlet for you. You should continue doing that. All that stuff basically is all this hero instinct business. And I just think that maybe, just maybe, if you, if we, girls, did that for the men in our lives, or even men that we were dating, if we did a little bit of that, it will go a long way. And again, I'm not saying overboard, and I'm not saying that it should be, like, gushy and go on and on, because that's just, that's just annoying. But, but in little doses... I mean, because who wouldn't who wouldn't also want to hear that on, on like if it was vice vice versa? Not like not like you know, lady, can you do something for me? But you know, if they just said, you know, you just you just make like the best food, or like you know, I, I would really love you to show me how to, I don't know, uh, shop for a nice gift for my mom. Like, wouldn't that make you feel good? I feel like it's the same thing in reverse. And I and by the way, I didn't always do this, you know, when I was married, unfortunately. But, you know, you learn things about yourself along the way. This, I guess, is one of them. Anyway. Um, do you self-sabotage? I know. It's such an open-ended question. Here's the thing. I think that a lot of people self-sabotage. I mean, if I'm, I could be wrong, but <clears throat> I'm not saying self-sabotage relationships. Basically, like, well, let me back up. Self-sabotage, like creating a problem when there's nothing that really warrants a problem basically going through your every day and just finding the problems and have those problems that you either make up or you identify interfere with your goals or the things you want so you're self-sabotaging yourself but I know a lot of people talk about this in the relationship sense but obviously like you could self-sabotage with weight you know if you're like uh, my goal weight is 150 and you're like uh, but you know what I'm cheating this meal I'm just gonna have a BLT you know, unbutted toast, no worries. Like, like you're totally self-sabotaging yourself. I'll stop my diet at lunch. No, you won't. No, you won't. Or maybe you will for two days, and then you're going to go right back to a BLT with buttered toast, and you're not going to be anything less than whatever you are now, not near your goal weight. You're just self-sabotaging your diet. And larger, you could say, your health. But And nobody wants to, nobody even wants to admit that they do this, right? Like, I do not. I say I'm on a diet all the time. Meanwhile, I just had a handful of peanut M&M's, Christmas flavors. I'm like, well, it's Christmas time. I have them in the candy dish. It's fine. It'll be, Christmas is going to be over soon, and then they'll go away, and I won't eat them anymore. That's a lie, because you want to know what? Then it's Valentine's Day, and then it's St. Patrick's Day. Like, it, and then it's Easter eggs. So I find excuses. But but you could procrastinate, it, it, um, medicate, is it self-sabotaging? Medicate, you know, like, I want to achieve this or do this, well, I'm going to medicate myself. That's a self-sabotage. Um all these things, but for relationship purposes, I feel that we do a lot of that, girls. It's like, I mean, I shouldn't say not everybody, but it's a lot of it's like, ah, oh, two men, like man and woman meet, and it's like, ah, oh, 
I girl says to the guy, I like you. Ooh, I like him. I want him to do this. I like him. I like him. And then one day he starts to really like you back. And then you're like, you know what? I'm bored next. That's it. It's like you self-sabotage. You, you reel him in and then you time to go. So um, I don't know why we do this, but apparently we're active when we do it. We're trying to ruin our own relationship, make it fall apart consciously or subconsciously. And you know what? For some people, they just do this. They don't even know they're doing it. Like <clears throat> we all have those people in their lives that will say, like I have a friend, an older friend, and she'll say, um, you know, it, it just didn't work out for me. I just, I just never met somebody. I just, you know, I, I tried, I tried. And it's like, no, no, you did not try. You did not try, Margaret, because every time you went on a date, you found something horrifically wrong with him and and, and, and you, you stopped yourself. You know, so it's like, listen, and maybe Margaret did not actually want to meet anybody. Maybe somewhere in her subconscious, she was happy being single. Maybe she didn't want to deal with a relationship. She told herself she wanted one. But so why do we do this? I don't know. Low self-esteem, low self-worth. I mean, <clears throat> I know like for me personally, I, I think that like sometimes I have a rejection thing. Like I don't, the, the rejection is so painful, you know, like in a, in a love relationship to me. And I think that's just because I have like some probably, well, not probably. I know I have some, you know, issues from when I was uh, younger and I think that that idea of rejection is painful, like rejection, abandonment. So sometimes, you know, I find myself, if I'm in a relationship, it's like I could I could have the tendency to push them away just so I avoid the feeling of, the potential feeling of rejection or abandonment. And it's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. So I really, you know, I, I have to work, work hard, hard at that. And, um, <clears throat> now, as I worked through it in therapy and thought a lot about it, I say to my partner, like, listen, if I'm doing this, just let me know. Just let me know. Just say, Elise, why are you talking yourself out of this? You're the only one talking yourself out of this relationship. And, I, you know, and he actually does do it. And then I, I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. I mean, of course, in my head at that moment, I'm like, you're not right. I'm, 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 I'm not talking myself out of anything. This is horrible. But then, of course, he says it. And then an hour later, I'm like, nah, I'm fine. But, um, <clears throat> but I did, uh, in therapy, I learned that the self-sabotaging thing is not only like self-esteem and self-worth. It, it, all, it really has a lot to do with your attachment style. Like, are you anxiously attached? Are you uh, like an avoidant attached? And that's a whole, you know, sort of other thing, attachment styles. But basically, if you want to recognize, I learned, if you want to recognize that you self-sabotage in relationships, it's literally like, well, one, there's an exercise you could do, and I do this, so I'll tell you what it is. But the other thing, if you want to sort of recognize it is... um, if you have a lot of paranoia, if you criticize your partner or like mentally sort of criticize or critique, if you don't address any negative feelings, um, I don't know, hold grudges, put, put energy into lots of things, accept your relationship. This is a big one for me. All these other ones, by the way, I shouldn't say aren't necessarily big ones for me. This is an upcoming right now. Having unrealistic expectations. That's a big one for me. I, I, I Sometimes I could do that. I am like super type A. I am perfectionist. I probably have OCD considering I have a Dwayne Reed sized bag of paper to- toilet paper rolls in the thing. But I, 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 I'm like 
just like the T's to be crossed and the I's to be dotted and I like things neat and orderly and da-da-da. And I think that sometimes because I have those sort of perfectionist standards, I can also have unrealistic expectations and um, love relationships. And so that's a huge one for me. I think that's a big one for a lot of girls actually because I like have so many girlfriends and they're like, he didn't get me the watch for Valentine's Day. Like how can... We've been together for two years. I should have gotten a piece of jewelry that symbolizes his love. If it's not going to be an engagement ring and it should have been a watch, you know what? And I'm just, it's like, who made that up? You you made that up. It's a, who, 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 what the fuck? So anyway, and then, you know, the other ones are like focusing on your partner's imperfections, people that give up sex or using the silent treatment. So it's like, why? You see, so here's the thing. You want to be in a long-term relationship or you want to be married or you want to have a family or you want to have a lifelong companion and partner, but then you're self-sabotaging all down the road. Why are you doing that? I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't tell you why you're doing it and I can't tell you why I do it, although I think I have an idea at this point because of abandonment and I don't know, some weird things. But here's, here's, here is the um, way that I work on it, and you, um, if you want to know, if you care to know, is uh, basically the idea is like getting in touch with your thoughts. So you can set an alarm every day on your phone. I know this sounds crazy, but it's not. It, send, so you want to understand what you're thinking. Like we all know what we're thinking, but like are we really paying attention to it? Sometimes we're thinking about a McDonald's Big Mac while we're cranking out an Excel spreadsheet. We don't even really, like, we're not even conscious of saying, I, I'm having a, a thinking that we're not conscious, excuse me, we're not conscious of thinking, I'm going to have a Big Mac after I'm done and then self-sabotage my diet that I've been working on. Like, we're not, we don't, we're not processing that actual thought. We're just thinking, mm, Big Mac sounds really good right now. You know, so it's like, the, the thought is to get in contact with your thoughts. So you could set an alarm on your phone for specific times. So for example, um, you know, 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. And when that alarm goes off, write down in your notes what exactly your thought is at that time. Whatever it is, whatever it is, not related to the alarm, whatever is going through your mind at that time. And then as you do this, maybe say you do for a week, and then it's like you realize when you do that, you look through all of your um, thoughts and, you know, you can, you continue to do it. Is that emotion, is that thought, is that thought creating a certain emotion, like a painful emotion, a happy one, uh, you know, something upsetting. And then, so as you have this sort of map written down, like then, then I could think like, what, what was I thinking that made me cause this sad emotion that I have? And, um, Basically, you know, I think over time, what I saw is patterns, patterns of the thought. And then, well, then you can pack it up and take it to a doctor and say, fix me. But no, but, but, but you really can also just say like, oh shit, like I'm always thinking about negative things or I'm always like thinking about, you know, worrying things, paranoid things, what the hell is going on? And then obviously then you could do that work of like, there's something maybe deep rooted, yada, yada, yada. But anyway. The idea is that's the exercise and the larger picture is do your thoughts and your emotions align with the goals and the values of my life or your life. And that's it. So if, if, if say for example, 
your goal is to get married, right, and have a family and settle down, if that's what you want, if that's what you want, you've been single forever, but yet every time you are, you know, you get your thought, you get your alarm bell thing, your thought, and you're paranoid, or you're doing some kind of crazy behavior, I don't know what it could be, you know, and you're working against that goal, you're literally fucking self-sabotaging yourself, and that's it, that, that, that is all I have on that. And I, I, I really, I actually, uh, I, I feel out of like all the like sort of self-help things because you know, I have like a thousand self-help books because why? I don't know. But I do know why, but whatever. It's out of all the self-help things, I feel like self-sabotaging is one of the most important because um, cause it like you never wind up getting to your goal. And how, I mean, you know, and there's businesses, there's literally businesses built on people just not getting to their goal. Anyway, this is why everybody should be a therapist and get charged so, so much damn money an hour, right? Because everybody can, you know, wants to figure themselves out. This is why there's such a pop, that's why everybody has therapists in the city because everybody's nuts. Product review. Okay, product review. So, story, um... A few years ago, I went to this bookstore on 14th Street. It's called Om Shanti Bookshop. <clears throat> it's like a, you know, sort of spiritual, healing-y. They sell stones that say that, you know, if you carry this rose quartz around, you're going to be surrounded by love your whole life, which, by the way, I don't necessarily sometimes, well, I should say I don't believe in. Sometimes I do, but I keep it in my pocketbook anyway, sort of thing, you know. So, of course, the day I walked in there, they were like, do you want your tarot cards read? And I was like, sure. And so as I get the tarot cards read in the back, a woman then comes by and says, you know, why don't I do a free psychic reading for you? And I'm like, sure. Next thing I know, she tells me I'm a witch. And I'm just like, so, you know, and of course, then now, now you know, of course, type it. I'm a, Mom, I'm a witch. What? What do you mean you're a witch? I'm a witch. I'm, go, I'm on my way to the store. I'm getting a book. I am, I'm a Wiccan now. You know, it's like, no, you're not a Wiccan. You're just insane. <laughs> so the book I wound up getting, this is, this is true. It's a purple book. It's a purple hardcover book. It's called Enchantments, um, and it's a it's it's a it's a modern witch guide. It's thirteen ninety nine on Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon. I'm dead serious. And this book is all about um, how like what 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 is being a witch like? What is like candles, herbs, and spells and whatever? And he has the best part though. He has the best part is that when I heard the news that I was a witch, which I don't really know if I believe, but that's okay. I immediately said, where is the witch store in Manhattan? And they said, there's a store downtown called Enchantments. So I was on 14th Street. I think I was like on 14th and 3rd on uh, East 4th Street, Enchantments. And it's owned, I think, by this lady, Maya. And she's the one that writes, the one that writes the book, her name is Maya. I don't know if she works at Enchantments or owns it. But anyway, they said, oh, the store is Enchantments. It's New York City's oldest um, witchcraft shop. So I was like, gotta go. Jumped on the subway right down to 4th Street. I'm in the store and I'm surrounded by potions and black hats and I'm jewelry and 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 things, sage brushes and shit and, and, and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I found my Narnia. But I bought this book and I took it home and it's actually so funny it's such a funny book. It's like literally, um, it's just like really conversational. Like it's really, really funny. And it tells you all about witchcraft. And I, I think it's like really cool. I think it's a cool gift to give somebody. If you have somebody that's really into like star signs and astrology and all this sort of sort of mystical stuff. Or if you just want to take a little road trip down 
witchcraftery, not a word. I think it's great. And I have it on my bookshelf and I'm looking at it and I love it. So that's that. Okay. Um, question from the audience. I don't really know what the answer to this, but I'm just going to say it. It's, um, Hey, Elise, I'm dating this guy for one month. I, w- I need to get him something for the holidays, something small, something cute. What do you think I should get? I'm like, that's just like so hard. I th- one month, one month. So I asked my Aunt Lisa, hi, Aunt Lisa, what she thought. And um, she's super cool. Um, we're close in age, and uh, we, we talk about everything. And I was just asking her, oh, someone asked about this gift. And she's like, I don't know, Elise. She's like something like $50 and under. You know, she's like, do they have a hobby? Do they ha- Does the guy have a hobby? Or does he like a specific sports team? You know, what about a gift card? I don't know if I love a gift card idea because once you start the gift card thing, then you, you he's going to get you gift cards in return. And if you like gift cards, then fine. I personally don't love them. So I think it's cute, like, if he has a hobby or, or the team. I kind of like that. Like, I think a, like a little something, a little thing. Or, you know, you can even get him, like, a little cute ornament. I mean, just one month of dating. I mean, how many dates is that? Is that four dates or is that 15 dates? Because, you know, it depends. Um, so that's my answer to that. Closing on a quote of the day by Will Ferrell. Hilarious anchorman. This is so true. Before you marry a person... <laughs> Before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. Will Ferrell. Isn't that funny? It's true. Everybody goes nuts. Nuts. You'll see the level of nuttery. So that's it for today's episode of the Elise Lucci Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm so appreciative. Thank you for listening. Really, um, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Please tell your friends. Ooh, tell your friends to leave reviews. I know you might have left a review because I begged you. I just absolutely begged. We're now down. We're now, I should have down, down. That's terrible. We're now up to over 7,000 listeners a month. Isn't that crazy? The reviews are so nice. I'm getting emails from people saying that they feel like it's just talking to their best friends and it's just like a real sort of chitty, chatty, chit-chatty New York show and they could pick up New York tips or maybe Italian-y sort of things. And I just love that. I'm right now making a podcast for the website and on the pod, uh, what an, what an insane, I am, must be having opposite day. I'm making, did I say, did I even say that right? I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm making a website for the podcast. Did I say a podcast for the website? Anyway, I'm making a website for the podcast. It's not live yet, but basically I'm going to have all the episodes on the website. I'm also going to have, um, everything that I've mentioned on the podcast. I'm going to have it all under like sort of an area somewhere on it. I'll let you know when it's live, but um, you know, cause look, I listen to podcasts when I drive and I also listen to my own podcast, if you could believe that, because I need to, you know, sort of like learn, learn, grow and learn. But when I listen to podcasts, if somebody recommends something, I'm driving or I'm on the train, I'm not going to take out the, the phone and write it down, you know, and I don't remember later on. So I think the website with some, um, where to buy things, if you're interested, whatever could be good. So that's it. That's all I got for today. I hope you have a great week ahead, and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.